Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Turn to our neighbor, find a neighbor. We are even numbers. Find a neighbor. And I want you to discuss with your neighbor, when did you wear the shoes you're wearing today? Specifically, shoes. Mbona umevaizo vya Why did you wear the shoes you're wearing today? Comfort. Color matching. Color matching, uh-huh. So is it is a shoe clean? Oh, it's easy to clean, uh-huh. She chose Anala, alright. She chose for you. Oh, okay. Nice. In the back? It's only pair of shoes you can wear with a dress. That dress. That particular dress. Wow. Interesting. So my reason is it's the only shoe that matches this coat. Like, because it's an orange. I was going to do this. Because, <laughs> I mean, I got the shoes were a gift. But, I mean, you don't say no to a gift. And so after I received it, I was like, oh, orange shoes. I, okay, what will I do with orange shoes? Like for real, I, I was a bit mini. So now I intentionally shop for things that will go. So like this kitenge, I bought it because, you know? Um, and I, I try to liken sometimes how I, what I wear, on my feet with my day. Sometimes it's the matching. I want to match something. Sometimes it's comfort. Like in the Konashuguli 62, I need the most comfortable shoes possible that you know will cover my feet, offer me the protection I need. I won't get wet or mud. Even the dust, like you know, you see kind can in socks. You know, sometimes again this Nairobi weather. So all these reasons why we buy the shoes we buy or wear whatever we are wearing are around our life whatever it is that we are doing and so today's sermon i've titled it all weather all weather yeah all weather and you'll find that and especially i guess for men because men they say it's said that men have like four pairs of shoes or five yes. it's an informal official shoe a sports shoe, a sandal, uh, a casual, maybe the fifth one could be a second official shoe, like brown and black. Lakini madem, atasitaanza. Oh my gosh, that shoe looks so cute. Dubai. You know, we don't necessarily need a very solid or concrete reason why to buy a shoe. If I like it, I'll get it. But I've titled it All Weather because it's the kind um, of person that I, I believe God created us to be. An all-weather kind of person. Yeah? It's good to be specific. It's good to be, you know, one track, like a one-track horse. 
but life doesn't necessarily allow you to be one track yeah it's about all facets and all the things that make up what life is and what the lord has willed for us and so um i'd like us to read from luke chapter 1 um it's a very long chapter uh, so i won't necessarily read like you know everything word perfect um but i want us to look through different things and this passage for me is a story about two women that god decided to surprise it's a story about um mary who is joseph's wife well who was engaged to be married to joseph who was jesus's mother and um um elizabeth who's john the baptist's mother and so in this text um the beginning part of the chapter it tells the story of how the surprise of pregnancy came about for both elizabeth and for mary both being revealed to them by an angel on one hand elizabeth is old in fact they say very old way past the age of childbearing and so for me way past it's not even menopause like it's the later years of menopause like sasa like you're empty nested your kids have i mean it's that stage of you're like 60 70 retiring now you're a senior ni 70 sindio according to the Kenyan government it's 70 you're a senior it's way, they say way past very old past childbearing like there is no chance this could ever happen no and then on this side you have mary who's a teenage girl who's excited about the new life that's coming up when they joined with this guy and then start their life together and then they both find out that they're pregnant and it's like what for one who is very old and then one who you're not even supposed to be thinking about it yet like just hang on maybe a few more months so we're given these two dynamics and the bible goes ahead to give their reactions to how they responded to this news of pregnancy elizabeth just like sarah skeptic it can't happen how like we've tried all our lives god in fact zachariah her husband the angel told him that it's going to happen he like, disbelief it's like this thing is so far fetched i can't even put hope there because we've tried it hasn't worked and then you want to give us hope and then it doesn't work and then what will happen to us if that has ever happened to you yeah you're giving us an empty promise it's like a pyramid scheme to take our money alafu itanguka so we are not and because of that reaction the bible says that zachariah was unable to speak in fact the angel prophesied and said you won't be able to speak until these things come to pass so his reaction their reaction and them a curse but mary on the other hand was my excitement which again is counterculture you find out you're pregnant at 17 you want to hide those baggy dresses come back i mean teenagers we they wear baggy everything now it's time to because i want to hide but mary doesn't hide in fact the bible says she rushed to elizabeth's house to tell her the news 
again, counterculture. You don't go find another adult or an adult to tell her, guess what? I am pregnant. It doesn't happen. But there is a very distinct difference between the two. Mary had an understanding of who God was and just that revelation, that interaction with the angel gave her the assurance that this is not just an ordinary thing. That God has great plans for me. So instead of asking why me, it's, I'm glad it's me. And it goes on to list out um, a song, like a couple of words that Mary wrote because of how happy she was that she had been the chosen one. And so today I want to highlight two things out of this chapter that I believe should be the posture for all of us in terms of all weatherness. Because that all weatherness is determined by the situations and the circumstances that are in our lives. Yeah? When you go through the rain and the fire and the smoke and the dust and all that, then you know how to handle and how to cope with the different things. Yeah? Um, another example I like to use is also like women's hair. They change their hair sometimes according to the weather. Baridi nakuja, voi nakuja, tunaika braids, tunaika weave. Kuna occasions in a saloon, unaika wig. I mean, like, you can change it as often as you want to to fit the situation and the circumstance. But if I remain in the wind all the time, I will never know what it means to sit out in the sun. If I stay in the sun all the time, I will not know what it feels like to be in the rain. If I'm in the rain all the time, I will never know what it means to be in a different weather kind of situation. And so being all weather, it means you're going through the different cycles, the different storms, the different hills and valleys, the different aspects of life. But instead of disintegrating, it hardens you. And not the bad hardening for umekwatu gumu, rigid. Nileya could withstand anything that comes at you. And so the first posture I'd like to highlight is one of joyfulness and thankfulness. Because that is what we see in Mary. It is very obvious in Mary. The very fact that she ran to her cousin Elizabeth, and they say it was a four-day journey. So it could have been leaving Mbakasi to go to like Kikuyu. If you decide to take a mat, a mat would take you maybe 40 minutes. If you decide to drive, bypass Ndioi. I think it's 20, I think I've ever done it. It could be 20 minutes from this end of the bypass to Kikuyu end of the bypass, 20 minutes. But walking, it was a four day journey. As in, that is her excitement. She went for four days to say, guess what? I'm going to have a baby. The opposite side of Elizabeth, remember Zachariah, his, her husband could not speak. And Elizabeth was in seclusion up to five months of her pregnancy. Like, I'm guessing, hakutoka inje, hakutaka wageni, you know, sometimes when we go through some tough seasons, we pull back. 
sitaki nani ajue i'm going through this because oh itakabibaya this is the kind of person i am at my workplace or in society or in my neighborhood so sitaki kuangaliwa vibaya sitaki kila mtu ajue nini na happen and it's quite quite sad i had um, a very close friend um earlier this year who passed away to a blood blood related cancer and when she was first diagnosed with it she was the elizabeth for oh don't tell anybody you know cancer has become the new aids like you know the, the stigma for it is so bad she's like don't tell anybody or oh, you know i can't i can't go out in public again then she gained a little bit of weight because of the medications and all that she's like my clothes can't fit me anymore so she's like depressed well like no let's just go and shop in fact i gave her some of my clothes now because they could fit her nicely she's like no i want to go back to the size that i was and she's a very very depressive state but unfortunately the cancer advanced to the stage where she needed blood transfusions and for you to get blood transfusion it means you need to tell people you need blood and hers was a specific blood type it was ab which is what i have and so when we were telling people it was for like shock for what nani kumbe hata ndio mwana tumwanangi and and you know people start no you know um, checking through what has been happening over the last few months hey by the way the last time nilimuona you know it and it's been a long time ukimpigia simu hashiki ama kishika na kwamba everything is fine i'm just traveling for work lakuna mali anaenda so don't be an elizabeth so anyway oh sorry to end my story unfortunately she died people who are able to give blood gave um but the final i'd say maybe final treatment for that kind of cancer is you need a bone marrow transplant and she was unable to get a match in time so she died from the complications of the cancer don't be secluded like elizabeth all weather is not seclusion all weather means you're burying yourself out there like let it come aksikuva paper bag kwa kichop kinyesha okay tuvandi paper bag ili no mabuli it means not covering yourself because I mean, as much as you try to cover yourself you only probably cover your head like your shoulders get wet your clothes like ukuchini will get wet your feet will get wet is saying let me experience some of that weather what it feels like to be rained on sometimes it happens in prompt 2 you hadn't planned on being rained on sometimes it's like let me just stand outside and feel what it's like to be rained on joy and thankfulness for me says i want what i have it couldn't be better that's how i interpret it i want what i have it couldn't be better because i am thankful for the current weather situation i'm in the current circumstance that i'm in and mary does that very very well she displays it with all her being she says god my savior like she personalizes it she personalizes that which is happening to her and not just says you know it happened to it's she recognizes that her state of sinfulness needs a savior and this savior has done this act to include her in that salvation 
So that is the first, that is the first um, posture. And a lot of things in this world today, especially now that we're in the technology age, drive at pinpointing the very things that you're either weak at, you're not good at, the flaws that you may have. If it's not Instagrammable or I tweeted or Facebooked, it didn't happen. See, it augments the things that are not good, if I put it that way. That's why our phones, we have all these kind of filters. You know, you take a photo, then you put a filter because you want to remove that pimple or, you know, condesha your face a little. I mean, there's like, okay. Yes, we've used them. Sendia, I'm at Tumiangi. Nimimi too. Okay, Nimimi too. You know, then other apps, like even Adu Lashes. I mean, for dudes, they make you look buffer. Yeah? You know, um, there was a, before this face up, there was this face up for, to show you how you look when you're older. Who's, who's tried it? I'm good, Ah. Yeah, those You're those guys? Okay. Well, there's another one now to show you um, if you were to get married, what your kids would look like with somebody else. There's another one to show you like a younger version of you. I mean, there's like all kinds of, and technology, is just enhancing or emphasizing the fact that you're not good enough the way you are. And I'm like, no. Because God saved you the way you are. So what I have, it couldn't be better. I want it. It's who I am. You know, um, they say the Kenyan dream. I don't know if you've ever had this before. The Kenyan dream. Two, two kids. Three bedroom house. Four, four wheel drive, yes, five of these, five acre plot, and then six figure salary. They say that's a Kenyan dream. So if you haven't achieved that, bado your unangangana kufika apo. But I'm like, who says so? What if I want four kids? You know? What if I want to drive a Kavitz? I mean, like, all I want is movement and motion. Sometimes it doesn't matter in what vehicle it is in. But because what is enhanced is you're not good enough the way you are. You always must be striving to achieve bigger and better. You know, the grass is always green on the other side. It may not necessarily be. green and lush. I want what I have, it couldn't be better, is what Mary is saying. A spirit and a space of just self-acceptance. A situation that seems to be, in fact, in these days, they used to stone you. Like it's death by stoning. On one hand, that would be her, but she's like, despite what could happen to me, I am choosing to be joyful. I'm choosing to be thankful because what's happening to me, the Lord has indeed prepared me for this. The second um, posture I want to enhance is one of contentment. And um, verse 51 to 55 highlights the contentment that Mary is displaying. And for me, I define contentment as what I have is enough 
it couldn't be more. What I have is enough, it couldn't be more. And again, it's just the situation and the circumstance around the weather situation she's in. Something that's supposed to be very, very difficult. That she's choosing to say, I'm content with, you know, people would call it fate. But I'm like, it's not fate. This is a divine appointment from God. And so sometimes we go through something and we're like, I, it's, it could be a celebration thing, but you're like, yeah, I'm the one who did it. I mean, akuna, tunaka kwa pilot club. Huh? And the, there's always this comedian who always makes fun of them, of how, you know, they exit the airport, like with an air of importance, like, you know, you, you've seen them. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, well, okay, you are important, but please, because each of us, the captain, the cabin crew, us, the passengers, we are an ecosystem that's facilitating one another. So contentment means neza kwa nimeka economy, lakini nimelipia yo kiti. Niangu. Mimindo nimelipia. Nata ule mtoweka first class, bada taya nimelipia. Nasiso ni tafika at the same time. So what I have is enough. So I wouldn't walk into the plane looking at the business class and going like, hey, hey, okay, nikupoa. This is like a business class. Mitungulia too. Nikupoa. But appreciate that God has blessed me and allowed for me to sit in that economy seat. Atakani kwenda tuwa pakisumu. The Lord has provided. And so contentment is carrying your portion like it is the richest thing ever. Because the Lord has divinely appointed for that weather to be upon you at that specific time. He has. Yeah? And so, um, we're in a situation, again, so many things of society can wear us down. Um, I remember a few months ago, I mean, a network of pastors in Nairobi, and we've been signing all kinds of petitions. So from the Mary Stokes one for abortion, um, there's another one for LGBT, um, and that has been a court case over the last few months. There's another one for constitution. I mean, like, we're sending petitions all the time because everybody is trying to get their way somehow. You know, everybody. Um, I don't know what kind of, like, estate or ninis you live in, my estate, there's there's a neighborhood committee, whatever neighborhood committee is so controlling even for like how you park your car, where you park your car, what time your kids play outside. We're like Sini court. Nan what are chairs? Oh what you nini nyasi na kufa Oh, don't let your kids ride their bikes outside. You're like, then where are they supposed to ride them? It, it, it's become almost petty, the stuff we discuss on our WhatsApp group. Pakatuna mute for one year. As in, it's, it's, it's become like that. 
if the kids leave like their toys or something like outside your gate, it becomes a fight. If they kick their ball on the other side of the fence, like to the same way. It's it's too petty. And for me, it's a to some extent, it's a lack of contentment of what you have. And so you want to keep you want to keep fighting, you want to keep fighting with other people. Mary understood the Old Testament. Because remember, back in these days, they didn't have New Testament. They only had the Torah. And all the kids were taught the Torah. They would go to the synagogues with their parents. They would do the festivals of their living bread and all of that. So Mary had a basic understanding that this was God's covenant that he started way back. And that he said he's going to fulfill it somehow. And then look at me now. It may come. Because this angel has told me this is special. And so I am going to connect the dots and go like, God started something. There's something about divine knowledge. It doesn't just talk laser to people just like that. It means Mary had a connection with God. That Mary had lived such a life that an all-weathered life, for God to pick her, God knew that Mary would withstand whatever it is that would happen. Including talking to Joseph about it, talking to her parents about it, giving birth, going the situation of giving birth, you know, going on exile. Like God already knew both her past and what was coming ahead and knew that this lady, this lady, Ataweza, Atawesmik, he knew that. And contentment for us in all weatherness has an aspect of consistency. Consistently being in that weather and not bailing out because it's so hard or it's too hard. Which is, admittedly, even for me, sometimes when something is too hard, I check out. Whether it's mentally, whether it's physically, I like I need I just need a break. Contentment has an aspect of consistency. It means I will, you know, stick to it. If it's a mountaintop experience, a happy thing, a celebration, I'm going to ride that wave. Because sometimes, you know, when we achieve things, certain doors open. True or not true? true. Okay, graduate. Okay, you all gonna find a graduation last week. Manzio certificate in a framework. Because Babu, it's probably the first big achievement outside of, or rather in your education system, or your knowledgeable self. Una framework Until you do another course that trumps this one, you unashukisha. And those certificates are what open doors for a lot of people for jobs. Even like level entry level, they say diploma or certificate in XYZ. So they open doors. 
if it's the experience you already have, because we do, life already gives us experiences. They say we want to hire this person X years of experience. When you to poor, so that door will open for you because you've achieved. But saying I wish I had, it means I'm not content with what I have. And so you're not, you're shortchanging yourself. You're looking at the flaws or the things could be better. But I'm like, no, take what you have, take who you are and say, whatever doors will open with who I am, I am going to walk through them proudly because it is God who has divinely done it for me. He's the one who has done it for me. And for me, thankfulness and contentment go hand in hand. Because thankfulness is nikusema asanti. Isi vietu ningezirudisha. And you know, some, some Western countries, they even give you with a receipt. So that if you don't like what you got, you take it back and exchange. And me, I'm like, so do you emoji? Yeah. <laughs> How, how do you do that? That means you're not content. And I, I have friends who have lived in the Western countries and are you know, European and American, and they say certain things, and I'm like, you can't say that. That's telling your friend, thank you, but no thank you. Let me go get what I want. Or something that's better than what you gave me. And sometimes you can add, you, know, you top up money to get what you want, or, if the value is like a hundred shillings, I can buy other goods worth a hundred shillings. And I'm like, that's just so wrong. On so many levels, I can't even start. Contentment means, thank you. You've given me this bottle. And probably walk around with it and say, and guess what? Carol gave me this chupa. And find every opportunity, if it's even going to be a conversation starter, I go like, hey, I have this friend. You know what she did to me the other day? She came to my house. Huh? Contentment. What I have is enough. It couldn't be more. It's basically what you're saying. First Thessalonians 5 to 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. All weather all circumstances, give thanks because this is the Father's will for you. It would have been so easy if we get saved and like in it's an automatic through pass to life. You know? It's like an you know, ATM, you just go and swipe, swipe. If it could have been that easy, I think a lot more people would be getting saved. I think so. Because we want easy. We want free everything. Sell, sell, sell. It's reduced. But I feel like sometimes it's a, it's a higher call to be a born-again Christian. Because now, of faith, because of faith, the things we believe in are things we have not seen. Hebrews 11. We haven't seen it, but we are hoping it's going to come. It's borderline foolishness. It's countercultural. But content again, contentment and thanksgiving go hand in hand. 
I want what I have, it couldn't be better. And what I have is enough, it couldn't be more. And I'm not out chasing things all the time, but I'm standing and staying in God's will because that is what he has divinely appointed for me. Um, allow me to read Second Peter um, chapter 1 in the message version. Second Peter chapter 1, 3 to 9. This is what it says. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. The best invitation we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. So don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given. Complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, and generous love. Each dimension fitting into developing the others. With these qualities active and growing in your lives, no grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its rewards as you mature in your experience of our master Jesus. Without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you, oblivious that your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. And I love that translation of the message of that particular passage because it brings out that contentment and thankfulness, like we've been given a ticket to a divine life. It's giving thanks in all circumstances and saying, I want to be all weathered. Lord, expose me to the weathers I haven't yet. Because in that, you're strengthening me, you're building me, you're molding me, you're shaping me into what... Now we sing that song, Mifinyange. Si massage. You massage before, like, si massage. Ni, if you work hapa, unifix mali pengine. I mean, it's rearranging your, your structure, almost, so to speak. Like the potter does the clay, it's rearranging. And so you tell the Lord to finyanga you, it means there's aspects of me that as Jengi align to your will. So do what you need to do, Lord, for it to happen. And as it happens, Lord, I'm choosing to be joyful, to be thankful, and to be content. Because the life I've always wanted is now. It's happening, it's present, continuous. So I want to ask you a question for your takeaway. I want to ask you, is your praise overdue? Is your praise overdue? Looking into your life right now, whatever is happening, the celebrations, the joys, the achievements and accomplishments, the worries, anxieties, the troubles of this world, is your praise overdue? And want to encourage you to go with a merry kind of posture as opposed to an Elizabeth kind of thing. 
and ask the Lord to continue bringing out his divine nature in you. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Rubani House on Shriji Road off Airport North Road.